Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on tonight. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And yes, I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? God is great and he is greatly to be praised. And y'all, yes, I'm going to bring it on this Tell It Like It Is Thursday. This Tell It Like It Is Thursday. And it's mainly going to be for my single ladies. But if you're a woman, also, this applies to you. And, hey, if you're a man and you're praying for a godly woman, uh, this may help you as well. And so, today, today, our topic is the makeup of a real woman of God. The makeup of a real woman of God. See, us real women of God, we're distinguished. We look different. And so we talk different. We act different. And so I've heard, I don't know how true this is, but I've heard that the real way to tell a counterfeit bill, a counterfeit, you know, like dollar bill or $20 bill, let's say, let's say 20, a counterfeit, the best way to tell like a counterfeit $20 bill is to study the real thing. Because if you know how the real $20 bill look and all of, you know, the details on that, then you will be able to point out any counterfeit because it can have the slightest difference and you be like, nope, that is fake. That is fake. And so on tonight, I'm going to start with the makeup of a real woman of God and then I'm going to move in to some... um to some other other quality well not qualities but other um points in in other women let me say it like that in other women that may let you know that hey this is a counterfeit this is a fake and so why am I doing this? Because we as women of God, we need to be real and we need to examine ourselves to make sure that we are real. And so because and Listen, no fake is getting into the kingdom of God. No fake is going to inherit eternal life. So it's like you can fool people on earth, but when it comes to going to heaven, you're not going. So that's why I'm like, we all need to examine ourselves. Be like, what is the motives of my heart? Like, how am I? Like, a lot of times you can tell the motives of your heart by what you do and what you say and you, what where your devotion is to. So... Tonight, we're going to be focusing on, again, the makeup of a real woman of God. And also, we'll talk about the superficial woman, the superficial woman. Um, but we're going to start out with the makeup of a real woman of God. First of all, she have accepted the plan of salvation. So she is a new creature in Christ Jesus. The way that she have accepted the plan of salvation is she repented she was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and she received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave her utterance. Okay, that's the first step on being a real woman of God. Number one, she accepted salvation. Now, she walks in the Spirit and not the flesh, which means her life is guided by the spirit she's obedient to the spirit's leading okay she's obedient to the spirit's leading she follows the spirit because the spirit that's inside her is the spirit of truth 
Okay, so she lives her life in the spirit, in the spirit, not the flesh. She's not driven by the flesh and what this flesh or what this body wants. She is driven by the spirit of God. She's not led by emotions. Oh my gosh. And so a lot of men, (coughs) they be thinking that all women is the same. No, no. Holy Ghost filled women are not led by emotions or feelings because see feelings and emotions change. God never changes. Am I saying that you don't sometimes feel happy, feel sad, feel, um, you know, different emotions, mad or different. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, for instance, if you have an emotion of anger, like at that present moment, not that you live in anger, but you're angry about something. You or me, we don't curse people out. We don't curse people out. We don't slash another guy's tires, okay? We don't do these things because we're not led by emotions and feelings. We are led by the spirit of God. So if we are to, if we are to get angry, excuse me, <coughs> about something... We go to God in prayer. We have different ways that we handle anger in a healthy manner. Okay? So that's anger. If, for instance, if you're feeling just overjoyedly happy. Overjoyed. Like, we all should be full of joy. But we know that, hey, we're happy and all of this going on and all of this is going on. But we still got to take care of business. Like, we still got to do things, you know, to benefit ourselves and benefit our family, benefit others. But we're happy. We're happy and we're joyful. It's fine to be like that. But it is not fine to be led by your emotions. Emotions, no. Because a lot of times, y'all, women, church, church women are led by emotions so much that some... Some take up for sin. Some tolerate sin. (coughs) God never told us to tolerate sin. Sin is a transgression against the law. And so even though I'm a happy, happy, joyful person, if if someone is in sin, I'm not going to agree with their lifestyle of sin. Because a lot of times people get this mixed up, especially in the body of Christ. People are sinning against God and you will see it on social media platforms. People are sinning against God and you have the saints, people that say they saints, uh, liking their posts, commenting on their posts, or even going along with different events that will tarnish their witness in Christ. That's being led by emotions. Be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, um, I'm just going because I don't want so-and-so, you know, to think bad of me. I want to show so-and-so that I care. But you're showing so-and-so that you care when you don't stand up for them in sin. Yes, we love people. We always love people because one day I was in sin. So I I know we love people because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And see, even in that, you have to believe in God to have everlasting life. But anyway, I love everybody. But when it comes to going to events that's sinful or worldly or can tarnish my witness or going along with people that are in sin, in sin, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And so 
I love everybody. You love everybody, but you're not led by feelings. Those little, you know, nice little feelings. No, you're not led by feelings. You're not led by emotions. You are led by the Spirit of God. And if the Spirit of God is telling you, don't go, don't go. And some people don't even have the Spirit of God because in, in the moment, if you be like, I'm not convicted by this and it's clearly sin, you're not saved. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. But I'm telling y'all, we must, we must not be led by emotions or feelings. Like, don't just make spare the moment decisions and spare the moment choices based on emotions and feelings that can lead to lifetime consequences. So that's what I'd be thinking about. No, 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 no. We don't want to make those because in a moment, you might be feeling like having sex. You might be feeling that way, but you don't act on that as a single woman of God. You by Lord, help me now. Let this pass now. Let it pass. And, and you focus on God, your relationship with him, your purpose, and, and don't turn on no sexual music. Don't call your boyfriend up or don't do No, because you trying to stay abstinent from sex. So you're not led by your emotions and feelings. You don't give in to the emotions and feelings. Okay. Because, like, you know, we have a song. It's, what's this song? I feel like going on. That's another song. I feel like going on. But sometimes you don't feel like going on. Like, you got trials. They say, don't trials come. But at these times, you don't feel, feel like going on. But, see, because you have disciplined yourself in Christ, because you have developed your relationship with Christ, even though you don't feel like it, you're going on because you love God. You're going on because you know you have a purpose. You're going on because others are dependent on you. You're going on because you want to please God. So it goes beyond the feelings. We're led by the spirit because that's when the spirit will start to overtake, overtake you. When you don't feel like it. But the spirit, the spirit will be in you like, go ahead, go ahead. So we're going to go on. Now, you're not led by popular opinions or worldly standards. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I've been saying this a while. I don't care what he say. I don't care what she say. I'm going to match it up with what God says. And popular opinion. Popular opinion is saying same-sex marriage is okay because they're putting this thing into law. We have some people that is in the government that are lesbians okay but does that make it righteous no god's law still is against that it's still against homosexuality bisexuality god is still against this it's been proven in his word so uh the makeup of real holy woman of god she don't she's not led by popular opinion again she is led by the spirit of god and the spirit of god it's going to go against anything that's not of God, which is same-sex marriage. Also, having sex before marriage, it's against that. Uh, marrying, divorcing, remarrying, marrying, divorcing, remarrying. God is against that. God is against that. And so we're not, we're not going to do that because, see, the, the problem with that is People already have in their mind, like, if this don't work out, I'm going to get a divorce. But in my mind is, this is going to work out, and I'm never getting a divorce. 
That is my stand on it. I, I'm not going to file for a divorce. Never. This is the death do you heart. And so a holy, a real woman of God is led by the spirit of God. And it's not led by popular opinion. Cause y'all see this just keep happening. It been, it been in the news for some time about these people marrying, divorcing and remarrying. I don't care where it's popular at. I don't care if it's popular in a church building. You got to go back to what God said and stand on the word of God. Cause God hate divorce. So, so when we just have that in our mindset as a loophole out, that's not a holy woman of God. When God said he hate divorce, come on now. So we're going to go on. Um, her standard is holiness. A real woman of God standard is holiness. Why is her standard holiness? Because God is holy. God is holy. If the Bible says, be holy for I am holy. So her standard is holiness. And so if, if whatever in the world or whatever somebody's saying, if it don't go along with holiness, she instantly rejects it because her standard is holiness and she's not selling for nothing less than holiness. God is not accepting nothing less than holiness because he has given us the power of the Holy Ghost to live holy. We can't live holy on our own. That's why I mentioned the first thing is you got to accept salvation. Because now you belong to God. You are his. And now he can use you for his glory. And now you can walk in the spirit. And you can live holy. So her standard is holiness. That's in everything. That's in everything. Everything. When it comes to getting married. Okay, is my spouse holy? When it comes to dressing. Do I look holy when it comes to the way I talk? Am I talking holy? Everything is centered around holiness. All right. Now, she is kept by the power of God. She is kept by the power of God. Because we can't keep ourselves. This is the makeup of a real woman. Life. We cannot keep ourselves. I tried it, promise you, I tried it, and I failed when I tried to keep my own self. But the power of the Holy Ghost will keep us. This is a real woman of God. She is kept by the power of God. Now, she is a woman of substance and good character. She is a woman of substance and good character. And matter of fact, before I finish, let me tell you the definition of real. Being what it is appears to be and not false real is being what it appears to be and not false again genuine excuse me well the first time genuine not imitation or artificial not imitation or artificial genuine being what appears to be being what it appears to be and not false so we're gonna go on so again she is a woman of substance and good character, substance, and good character. She's not just a, all an outward show and nothing good on the inside. Again, she is who she appears to be. She has a meek and quiet spirit. She has a meek and quiet spirit. Now, you know what? Some people have misinterpreted quiet spirit. Like they think some people... 
church folk, they think quiet means you always hush hush and you don't talk. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Let me tell you what quiet. Quiet means peaceful, self-controlled, and calm. Peaceful, self-controlled, and calm. This is the way that this is the makeup of a real woman of God. Meek and quiet spirit. Peaceful, which means peaceful, self-control, and calm. Okay, while she makes sure she is well put together on the outside, it is her beauty that radiates from within her that sets her apart from the rest. So, she's not, she makes sure that she look nice on the outside. Because, again, some people be getting it twisted that they have to look like hand-me-down Susie Ann. Sorry if that's somebody's name, but I'm just saying like a hand-me-down. They think they have to look like a hand-me-down woman and just don't even care and take, take, I just, what's the word for it? They just don't put in any work to look beautiful on the outside. Yes. You are to put in work to look nice on the outside. Because, again, first of all, I'm looking good for Jesus. That's my creator. And I'm going to look good for him. Second, your husband. Like, you are his crown. You can't be looking shabby. A crown, I I don't even want a shabby crown. So what man would want a shabby looking crown? So, no, we want to make sure that we are well put together on the outside. But it's the inner qualities that makes us look the most beautiful because even if you look nice on the outside but your heart is nasty that means you're ugly because the inside is ugly the inside is ugly so we have to focus on dressing up the inside of us again make sure our character is good and our heart is right and then let that flow to the outside because i have a high self-esteem, not pride, but I love myself. I love the person that God has made me to be. So I'm going to dress myself up to look nice. Okay. And that's all of us women need to make sure that we're looking good on the outside, but not focusing so much on the outside again, that our heart is lacking and it's dirty and it's filthy and it's unattractive. We don't want our heart to be that way. And so the Bible says, Your adornment must not be merely external with interweaving an elaborate knotting of the hair and wearing gold jewelry or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. But let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality and unfading charm of a gentle and quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. First Peter three, three through four. So again, we don't focus so much on the outside. Like I be seeing like, you know, people be having like their Burke, the red bottom shoes, the, uh, what is these bags called? Cause coach, some people wear coach, but it's another bag. Oh, I can't even think of it. I think of it one day. But uh Brahmin, you got Brahmin purses, you got Louis Vuitton purses, and just all this. And they just look so nice 
on the outside, but their head is so far up there behind that you can't even speak to them. Like you be try- like, I mean, honestly, you be trying to speak to them and they be like, their head is so far up there behind. They can't even see clearly to speak to someone and to be nice and kind. So I'm like, really? No, your heart is nasty and filthy. You ain't all that now. If you ain't acknowledging, you obviously, obviously God is not first in your life because you're not meek. You're not meek. So we have to make sure that we're not focused on so much on the outside that we have left the inside lacking. And I like to wear nice things. You see my, you know, red necklace. I I like to look nice, but again, I'm always working on this heart of mine, making sure that it's staying pure because only the pure heart shall see God. And I want to treat everybody with kindness and love. And so I'm like, I have to keep my heart pure. And so that's what we need to be focusing on more so than the outside. We want to focus on the inside more. But again, ladies, make sure you are looking nice on the outside as well. That is very important because we are children of the Most High King and we are royalty. We do not need to look like We just got picked up out the trash can. We shouldn't want to look like that. We should look good and smell good because, again, we are children of the Most High King. Now, we're going to go on. She dressed modestly. She dressed modestly. That means no extreme. So, the bad extreme, well, either way is bad. (laughs) The extreme of you leaving your breasts out, too much out. Your breasts out, your behind out, your thighs out, too much being left out. The Bible tells us to be modest, be modestly dressed. That is too much. And then on the flip side, your clothes so big, your clothes is so big that you look two or three times bigger than your normal size. That's not modest either. Your clothes should not be that big. Now, no, they don't supposed to be so tight. That you see the whole shape of your behind. Nah. That's supposed to be that tight. Nah. Okay. But it's not supposed to be so big and baggy that now you're looking like a man. Now you just, just look. It's too much. You don't want to do that. You need to look feminine. You a female. Look feminine. This is a makeup of a real woman of God. She looks feminine. She looks modest because another thing is God never said in his Bible for us to be sexy. So when you hear women of God saying, "Woo, look at me, I look sexy. And I'm talking about not to their husband in private because we shouldn't even know they saying this word. Um, but in a public, they're not a real woman of God. But anyway, we deal with real women of God. They don't say, they're not... Their goal is not to look sexy. Now, if a man find them sexy, that's on that man. But their goal was never to walk out the house looking sexy or saying, I look sexy. That was not the goal. The goal was always, hey, let me make sure I look holy. Let me make sure I look modest and I am am adequately covered up and my clothes are loose enough. Not too loose again when you look like a boy. But you want to make sure that you look feminine. You look like a holy woman of God, a real woman of God at all times. Now, 
She is a virtuous woman. She is a virtuous woman. Check out Proverbs 31. Her price is far above rubies. So ladies, I love this part. So don't get mad and discouraged if you're not married yet. Some men, they can't afford you. They can't afford you. So they're not even going to come up to you because they're like, oh, no, I can't even afford that right there. And it has nothing to do with expensive clothes, shoes, and purses. It has everything to do with you're a virtuous woman, so they can't come up to your standard. They're not on the standard of holiness and virtue. So they'll be like, oh, no, I can't get with that. I can't, I can't handle that. Not that you're a woman out of control. No. It's like they cannot handle a holy and virtuous woman. They, they can't handle it. See, your price is far above rubies. And they know you're not about to come down to their level because your price is far above rubies. You don't drop your price no matter how old you are. I'm 39. I'm not dropping my price to a dollar. Because these men don't want to live holy. Not. I'm a virtuous woman. And it's like, hey, if Jesus come back and I'm still single, so be it. But I know I'm not going to drop my standard of holiness, my virtue, to settle for a dollar bill man. And when I say that, I mean, they're not willing to come up to the holiness of God. So, not saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, the way they live their life is dollar bill living. It has nothing to do with their job. It has everything to do with them living holy and for God. And so if they want to settle for less than God's best in their life, I'm not about to settle for less than God's best in my life. And so anyway, a lot of men recognize this. And so your price is far above rubies. Remember that. All these men, they can't afford you, but there will be... If it's God's will, there will be one that can come up to that mark that you can do life with and fulfill purpose with. But don't settle for someone that is less, less than God's best for you, less than who God has for you. You are a virtuous woman. You don't settle. You bring a lot to the relationship. You make sure that that man that you're marrying is bringing just as much, actually more because he's the leader. To that relationship, again, we're not talking about money. The holy characteristics of God. Now, he needs to be bringing some natural things as well because he's a leader. God expects more from him. I don't care what these men out here saying. God expects more from the man. Because again, in the Bible, it tells the man to love you as Christ loved the church and gave himself for you. Gave himself for us. We will never be able to pay God back. For what he did on that cross. So when you have a man that don't think he's supposed to do more than you. Then he's already he's already not in your league. Because he's not following the principles of God. But we're going to go on. She is a virtuous woman. Her price is far above rubies. Now. When I begin to look at the Proverbs 31 woman. You just be like wow. And that's how I want to be. Now. I read my Sunday school book and I was like, hey, this Sunday school lesson got a lot of good points from the Proverbs 31 woman that fits it. So I'm going to use those points. Glory to God, since my whole podcast tonight is not about the Proverbs 31 woman, but this is a piece of the makeup of a real woman of God. So we're just going to hit some of the qualities. 
She has a strong relationship with her husband built on trust. She has a strong relationship with her husband built on trust. And ladies, it's very important that your future husband can trust you. So in the courting stage, he needs to be able to trust you. And again, that is why in my single life, me, God spoke to me and had told me like, don't be going out on dates. Don't just be giving men, random men, your phone number. No, because he's going to be able to trust me because I devoted my life to God in my singleness. And so if you're devoting your life to God in your singleness, that's a trustworthy characteristic because you're not going from man to man to man. You're not going to from man, this man make more money. Okay, I'm going to this man. This man please me in this way. I'm going to this man. So, but I have felt my contentment and my love and my joy and everything and happiness in God. So when my husband do come along, okay, now it's him and God. So I don't have to, I'm not going to look for any other quality, characteristic, pleasure outside my husband and God. And you know why? It's proven because I was able to do this with me and God. I was able to be satisfied and content in my relationship with me and God. So, but we're going to go on. She has a strong relationship with her husband built on trust. And I'm not really going to deal with a lot of stuff with the husband because I'm not married yet. But I am going to mention that trust is a big factor. Um, strong work ethic that helps her prepare for the future. A strong work ethic that helps her prepare for the future. So she out here, she bout her business. She's not lazy. She's not lazy. And so I was thinking, I was looking at my retirement um the sum in my retirement. I was like, you go, girl. I have been building that for some years now because I got into a profession, um, a profession where they take a lot of money out of my paycheck for retirement, being in the public education system. And I looked and I'm like, wow, okay, sound pretty good. I need to stay in the public education uh, system or whatever type of government system that's connected to my retirement because it's looking pretty well. And so anyway, I'm, I'm looking towards the future, all right? So I, you have to have this strong work ethic, strong work ethic that helps her prepare for the future. Um, she wears strength and dignity and does not fear for the future. So listen, the makeup of a real woman of God is strength, right? She's not a weakling and meekness is not weakness. No, she's strong. Okay. She's strong in her values. She's strong in her faith. Like I'm like, ain't no way a weak, uh, if a strong woman stands on what she believes according to the word of God. I don't care what he said. I don't care what she said. But she stands on the word. She's strong. She's not wavering in her beliefs and her convictions. She's strong. She's strong minded. Like she don't let situations. Let her give up on herself. God or family. She's strong. She's strong minded. She's strong in the faith. No, she don't let anything get to her because we're going to go through problems. But ain't no sense saying, oh, I give up. What kind of woman? No, we strong women. We're going to find a way to make it work and it's going to work. Glory to God because we're strong. We, we, we don't give up. All right. She, strong, she wears strength and dignity. 
Oh, I love it. Dignified. Y'all dignified. We dignified. And she don't fear for the future. Why is she fearing for the future? Because she preparing. That's why, no, we, that's why we don't fear. Because we already prepared for the worst. All right, we're going to go on. She's a businesswoman. She handled her business. It's okay to be in your bag, women. But you got to put God first. We must put God first. She's a businesswoman. She cares for others in the community. She gives to the poor. This is great. She cares for us. She's not selfish and not just focuses on her family, but she makes sure her family is good and her husband. And she also focuses outside the home, helping others and caring for the poor. Her children call her blessed. This is this is major to me. And this is what I want my children to call me. Her children call her blessed. She speak words of wisdom and kindness. She speak words of wisdom and kindness. Love it. She fears the Lord. She fears the Lord. That means she respects the Lord. She honors the Lord in her life. So I'm not found doing any and everything, talking to any and everybody, doing any and everything. Because I fear God. I respect God. And since I respect him, I respect his word. So I I obey it. Her own works praise her. Her own works praise her. It's so much that I like to do for my kids, for the church community, for the community, that I don't even mention on Facebook because it's not even about that. It's about helping others. So I'm going to let my own works praise me. I don't have to get up and say all these things of what I'm doing, what I'm doing. You, A lot of people will never know how much I do out in, out at school, in a community, among my family, some things Facebook, social media will never know. But I want my own works to speak for me. I don't, I don't want to lift myself up. I want my own works to speak for me. And so her own works praise her. This is the Proverbs 31. This is the virtuous woman characteristics. This is the real, this is the makeup of a real woman of God. Okay, she is unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because she know it changed her life. Like me, I'm unashamed. And see, you can be, sh- it, it shows that we are ashamed if when it's time to speak up because it gets like, I'll be like, anybody can go to church, speak in tongue, say words of exhortation in the church building around people that believe the same way as you but when it comes to being out out the church building with people that believe different than you can your mouth still be loud that's my question on today so i'm out with people that a lot don't even believe the same way but i'm unashamed because see the gospel changed my life I would tell anybody about it. First of all, I live it. I live the changed life. Second of all, I'm unashamed. I don't care if somebody religion is Jehovah's Witness, Muslim, whatever it is, Catholic. I'm unashamed of my faith in God, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because it changed my life. The same power, hallelujah, that raised Jesus from the dead, I have it. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, I have it, and I'm able to live this abundant life. So that's why I'm unashamed, and I tell anybody about it. 
How, how to be saved, I'll tell you about it. How God is keeping me, I will tell you about it. And I'm unashamed of it. The way I believe according to the scriptures, I'm unashamed. No, I don't get drunk. No, I don't get high. No, I'm not having sex while I'm not married. No, I'm not going to club to party. Why? Because Jesus has changed my life. And I'll tell anybody about it. So we can't be ashamed. So real women of God are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. She will represent him everywhere she go. She will represent him everywhere she go. I don't care if she in Tahiti, Puerto Rico, you're going to be able to tell that, hey, this is a real woman of God. Because guess what? Her boobs are not out. The cleavage ain't showing. The thighs is not showing. I don't care how hot it is in another country. The thighs are not showing. The cleavage ain't showing. She ain't out there what, with what looks like a bra and underwear. Because that's what bikinis look like. It look like a bra and underwear. She not out there looking like that. Because the Bible, the Bible don't change if you're in Tahiti. It still look modest. It don't change you in Puerto Rico, the Caribbean islands, wherever you're at. It don't change. So she represents Christ everywhere she go. Everywhere she go. I mean, I just be so excited because I just be getting into conversations with people about God. Different places that I'm at. So I'm like, no, I always have to look the part. I always, first of all, I am the part. I am saved, sanctified, and filled with those goals. Second of all, I'm always going to look the part. So if somebody asks me about the hope that lies within me, I'm going to tell you, and I'm looking, looking holy. I look holy. She is his ambassador. I'm a representative of Christ. I can never be out here looking rough. I can never be out here looking looking like a prostitute. I can't. Because I'm Christ's representative. I have to represent him at all times. So that's why you got to be careful when you're at these drive-through lines or you somewhere else and these people have a nasty attitude. You got to make sure that you respond in kindness. Because the Bible say that, and you know, Proverbs, that she speaks with words of kindness. So you got to stay kind. Even when somebody is very harsh and rude to you you got to stay kind so you have to always us women have to always remember that we represent christ we represent christ so we can't get out of character we always have to be holy it don't matter what situation we in we always have to be holy now she has a repentant spirit because sometimes we may get wrong we may fall short are we out here deliberately practicing sin? No. That's the difference in a sinner and a saint. Sinners know what they're doing. They're practicing sin. They're living in sin. But a saint, if you make a mistake and you fall short and you see yourself transgress against the law, you're like, Lord, I am so sorry. Lord, please, please, Lord. Don't let me ever be found in this situation again, Lord. I'm so sorry. Like, you you remorseful about it. You you. You apologize to God and you asking him to build you up so you will not be found in this sin again. So you keep that repentant spirit. Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Lord, please help me. And if you have offended someone, you go into that person and saying, I'm sorry. Let's make this right. So we're going to go on. Now, you are a humble person. This is the makeup of a real woman of God. She's humble, which means she has a healthy, a modest view of herself. Does not mean that you think down on yourself. 
It does not mean that you talk down about yourself. No. When you have a healthy view of yourself, you be like, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God. This who I am. I am the righteousness of God. I am peculiar. I am chosen. I'm different on purpose for a purpose. Come on now. I'm holy. So you don't have a low self low self view of yourself. You know who you are in God. But God is first. God is God. You realize that God is your creator. Without God, you will be nothing. So your life is governed by seeking God. Your life is governed by God. Because you realize without him, you can do nothing. Without him, you can't be successful. Without him, you you wouldn't have what you have. That's a humble view of yourself. Not being like, oh, I look terrible. Ooh, I I look like trash. No. No, I don't look like trash. God created me. So I am beautiful inside and out. Mm. So you have to know who you are in God. You have to know that. And build yourself up is not pride. It's knowing who God made you to be. So humble. And begin to build up yourself. Build up yourself on your most holy faith. That's how you building up yourself. On your most holy faith. That keeps you real. Because if you building yourself up by worldly standards, you're making more money, you got more cars, you got a house, you got a better job, you building yourself up that way, that is what we're going to get to is superficial. But a, ho- a holy, a real woman of God is building herself up on her most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Because she know, again, without God, I'm nothing. My faith, my trust is in God. God got me no matter what situation I have to go through. I'm going to pray to God and I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost because I need God. I need God to reveal himself to me. I need to make sure I'm walking in the right path. I need to make sure that I'm trusting in God and not in myself because if I trust in myself, I'm going to fall. I'm building myself up on my most holy faith. I believe God. I believe his word. I trust in his word. Glory to God. This is the makeup of a real woman of God. She's building herself, not even on what people say. Because some people build you up and cut you off. So you got to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Make sure you're in the faith. Glory to God. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Keeping yourselves in the love of God. Woo! That's Jude 1, 18 through 21. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. Look, I'm trying to inherit eternal life. So if I was you, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, and keep yourself in the love of God. That's the makeup of a real woman of God. Also, she hears the word and do the word. Hear and do. Not just come to church, hear the word, and don't do. Hear the word and do the word. And she's not just doing works because... You can get caught up in just doing good works in the church, like having church positions, but not being the will of God for your life. That's a big uh uh-oh moment because if you die or Jesus was to come back, like you are not going to inherit eternal life. So we have to make sure that we're hearing the word and doing what God wants us to do and staying in his will for our lives. This is important because the Bible say like many is going to be like, Lord, Lord. 
Many shall say, Lord, Lord, they shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven, but on, but he that doeth the will of my father. So we got to found be his will. First of all, did you receive salvation by repentance, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receiving the Holy Ghost? Are you walking in holiness? Are you fulfilling the purpose that God has for your life? Because these many saying, Lord, Lord, that don't mean they get into heaven. The Bible say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wondrous works? You did all these wonderful things. But you wasn't in the will of God for your life. You wasn't saved. You wasn't walking in holiness. So then God going to say, then what I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Like you was doing good stuff in the church. You was cleaning the church. You was singing in the choir. You was singing on praise team. You was teaching people. God forbid you was preaching to people and you wasn't saved. But anyway, you was casting out devils. You was prophesying to people and the prophecies might have came true. But you never develop a relationship with God for yourself. So he's going to say, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, because you still was in sin. You still was in sin. You never gave your life to God in repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ, and being receiving the Holy Ghost. You didn't do that. You wasn't walking in holiness. But you had that iniquity in you, that sin. So we, we don't want to get up to the judgment seat of Christ. And, be, and God be like, I don't know you. Who cares if the pastor know you? Who cares if they know you? Who cares if even the president know you? If God don't know you, none of this stuff don't even matter. So we have to make sure that we have a relationship with Christ. See, if you have a relationship with Christ, you automatically pleasing your pastor that's real with God. Automatically. Because you have a relationship with Christ and you're walking in holiness. But the moment that you are a people pleaser, people pleaser. You find the pastor saying, oh, you did a great job, but hey, are you saved? Are you saved, though? Are you hearing and doing his word? Okay. So we got to hear God's word. Sorry, I got, I'm trying to focus on positive. We hear his word, we do his word, and we are in the will of God. We also perform good works, but it's from our love for God and the power of God that's working in us. Not from just people pleasing not just think our works is going to save us, but we actually heard the word, we obeyed his word, and we're staying in the will of God. Now, we are pleasing to God and we're doing the works. The works are, uh, um, the works comes with the holy lifestyle that we're living. Because yes, holy people can cast out devils. Holy people can prophesy. So, we just want to make sure that we holy and doing these things. Because, again, you can be not holy and cast out devils and, and do wondrous works. But we don't want to be like that, ladies. We real women of God. Our makeup is A. We holy. We the real deal. We're the real deal here. We're walking in holiness and we're in the will of God. So, we're going to go on. So, the last thing I wanted to mention is... We are tried in the fire. Because it's like, how are you going to prove that you're real if all you do is go through sunshine happy days? I'm, you, you're not proving to yourself and nobody else that you're real. So the moment, the moment that we, we, we be, sometimes we don't even, you don't want to go through the fire. 
Trust me, I went through fire. Lord, I thank you. And I came through as pure gold. As gold. As gold. The Bible say as gold. And so it's like, that don't mean I'm done being tried in the fire. Because the 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 last, when Jesus come back, I got to make sure that I'm going to be presented to him with glory and honor. So it's not over until I die. But anyway, how you know, like your faith is going to be tried. It's going to be put to, through the test. You're going to go through adverse situations. So see, this is what really separates the superficial from the real. Because when the real is going through, they staying in the fire. They're not jumping out. Might want to jump, jump out because it's getting hot. Like it's getting hot. Like situation, bad situation after bad situation. You getting talked about. You getting criticized. You getting pushed aside. You getting belittled. You get you got financial distress. You got health problems. You got death in the family. All of this is coming. It's coming. It's coming. You being tried in the fire, but you ain't jumping out because you got Jesus with you. So you you stay in the fire because you believe it and knowing that Jesus is with you. No matter how hot it gets, Jesus is with you and he ain't going to let you get burnt. So it's going to show that while you was flipping and flopping in church, was you taking in the word? Did you believe the word? Was you growing in grace? It's going to tell when you're in that fire. So, so we're going to be tried in the fire. But when we finish being tried in the fire... We shall come forth as gold. Job 23 and 10. I got to speed this alone. And like I said, the final, the final, because we still, we, we, all of us is in the fire. All of us is like you have trials that put you in the fire, but then you got, whoo, Jesus. It's like, you're going to keep going through it. You're going to keep going through it. The fire. But at the end, when Jesus Christ appeared, we want to be found unto praise, honor, and glory. First Peter 1, 6 through 8. Praise, honor, and glory. Because we're going to put on that glorified body. So I want to encourage you real women of God, endure. Endure the fire. Don't jump out. Because you got to prove this thing. You, gonna, you got to prove this thing. First of all, to yourself. Because you, you don't want Jesus to come back. And, and you was proven to be superficial. So you got to prove to yourself that you are the real deal. And how you tell you the real deal is when you in that fire. Are you jumping out? Are you giving into your flesh? Or are you staying in a fire and you enduring the process? Because glory to God, I want to be found as gold. I want to be found to praise, honor, and glory when Jesus come back. So Real women endure. Real women, we endure. And I, well, I got about 10 minutes left. We're going to talk about the superficial women real quick. Superficial means appearing to be real. Appearing to be real or important when this is not true or correct. So it's appearing to be real when this is not true or correct. Seen on a surface. Seen on a surface. Shallow. Presenting only an appearance, presenting only an appearance without substance or significance. So y'all, that's a form of godliness in my prayers right now, Lord. I do not want to have a form of godliness. Superficial women is in the form of godliness category. All right. This is this characterization. 
just posting scriptures and not living them, just speaking, prophesying, shouting, dancing, just going to the church building. So it's like, hey, they doing all these things. They are just churchy. Like I said, maybe a week or a week before that, just churchy. You will find it on a social media post. They are talk about God, but when it comes to living holy, they don't live holy. They don't look holy. Their lives are not governed by the spirit of God. They just talking. They just talking. They just flipping and flopping and shouting and dancing. But where is the substance? They superficial because when it comes to living holy, they can't do it. Their, their decisions, the way they look, they look like a prostitute. And when I say that, the skirt's so short, the shorts so short, the pants so tight, Breast is out. They got a form of godliness. All right? So they, they, they just post the scriptures, just speaking, just prophesying, just shouting and dancing, and they just go to the church building. They surface level. They don't have a deep relationship with God where they actually obey what he said. They're only in their bag, which means they're only concentrating on making money. It's okay to make money. It's okay to be in your bag, but I said they're only in their bag. They're not focused on the things eternal. Know that the Bible said, I mean, what is it going to profit a man, man or woman, because man mean man or woman, to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So it's like, hey, you in your bed, but your soul going to be lost when you die. You got all this money stacked up, but your soul going to be lost when you die or when Jesus come back. So that's a problem. They're superficial. Um, natural appearances, like I mentioned before. All this makeup on the face. They got the expensive car, the expensive uh, house, expensive clothes, expensive jewelry, expensive shoes. But they're not, their heart is filthy. Again, they're only successful in this world. Only successful in this world. They're not doing what God called them to do. They're not, at, they're not edifying the body of Christ. But, they're successful in worldly things. They don't live by the word of God. It's like, hey, they live by their feelings and worldly standards. So it's like, oh, okay, they say it's okay for you to have sex before marriage. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, because this is my fiance. But the Bible didn't say that. Only marriage is audible and the bed undefiled. So anyway, they live by worldly standards and not by the world. They're like, oh, I can, I can, be, I can cuss a little and be saved. The Bible said, don't let filthy communication come out your mouth. Don't let the corrupt communication come out your mouth. But oh yeah, you think it's okay? You can cuss and be holy, huh? Y'all, they got it twisted. They got life messed up. So they go on by these worldly standards and how they feel. They live by feelings and worldly standards. Again, they're with that whatever makes me happy, not holy. Whatever makes me happy, not holy. They boast about blessings but can't endure sufferings. And y'all see it. That's all. Majority of the people is talking about blessing is blessing, blessing. Look what I got. Look what I got. But God and God, we going to suffer persecution. They can't endure the suffering. They think they're supposed to have a happy, jolly life. No, I still got joy through the suffering. Because I know I'm suffering for the cause of Christ. But you're going to suffer. But they don't want to suffer anytime that uh, uh, inkling to suffer. Oh, no. 
I can't stand this. This ain't this ain't what God is about. Yes, it is. It so the apostles, people of Bible, they endure suffering. People getting their head, come on now, head chopped off and all kind of stuff for the cause of Christ. So who are we? So if you you see these people, no, that's not a real woman. If all she talk about is blessings, because you gonna go through suffering for the cause of Christ. All right, ashamed of God. I mentioned that. I mentioned that when it comes to when the majority, when it looks like the majority that you're around is against what God is standing for, you can't open your mouth up. You ashamed of God. We're going to go on. Works of the flesh. You got to research that. It's a lot of works of the flesh. She's flashy on the outside, but messy and filthy on the inside. Flashy on the outside, but messy and filthy on the inside. Y'all be seeing these people come to church with these nice hats on. Nice shining clothes, but the heart is filthy and nasty. Again, they act like they can't even speak to you. They'll curse you out. They not they're not loyal. They not they're not loyal. It's hard to find people that's really loyal these days, even in the church building. They're not loyal. They filthy and nasty on the inside. Let me say that again. It just got a ring to it. She's flashy on the outside, but messy and filthy on the inside. <laughs> Uh, let me say it one more time. She's flashy on the outside, but messy and filthy on the inside. Which means, again, they be gossiping, talking about people, putting people down. Instead of building up your other sisters in Christ, you talking about them, trying to find fault in them. Mm-mm-mm. Not praying for them, not encouraging or supporting, but you can talk about them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're flashy on the outside, but messy and filthy on the inside. Let me hurry up and get this done. Her heart is not pleasing to God. Her heart is not pleasing to God. It's just not. And so those are some of the counterfeit or those are uh, counterfeit, counterfeit uh, women that profess to be a real woman of God. But they're not because they meet these characteristics. They're superficial, very superficial. Because they look the part, even it can be even these women that had a skirt sweeping all the way down to the ground, all the way down to the ground. But their heart is nasty. Their heart is nasty. So it don't matter if our skirt is sweeping the floor and and we look this way, but we're we don't love everybody. We don't we don't we don't respect everybody. We don't treat everybody with kindness. So it don't matter how you look. It it does matter and it don't. When I'm saying it don't matter, it mat- when I'm saying that, I'm saying if your heart is nasty, it don't matter how you look. But to God, dressing is important because we still supposed to look holy. So these surface level, surface level people, no, they'd be like, it don't take all that. You don't have to do all that. You can still club, party, cuss. Have sex with people you ain't married to. Do whatever you want to, but still say you love God. You a lie from the pits of hell. Let me hurry up and end this. Because my podcast is about to end uh, on this on this uh, series. But no, let's strive to have the makeup of a real woman of God. Don't be superficial. Don't just have a long skirt on, but you're you not holy. Only God can make us holy. Only God can make us righteous. So let's all dig in deep and be up. Oh, yes, a real one of God prayed and fast. Glory to God. She prayed and she fast and she read her word and she meditate on her word and she live by the word of God.
Glory to God. And so, and she's wise. Again, she here and do the word. She applies it to her life. She understands the word so she can apply to her life. So anyway, I'm going to end this. I pray that all y'all 